0: okay here we are hi everybody and uh, welcome to the we can say new season of performance quest podcast uh, with Francesco Cuzzolin Uh, let me thank you uh, Francesco again for being here today and uh, of course our guest uh, Lorena Um, Francesco if you want to introduce our new guest and new season of Performance Quest. I'm really happy. Hello to our fans. We can start.
1: No, we are starting a new season with a celebrity. I'm just very happy honored to have Lorena Torres-Ronda with us this, uh, for this episode. Uh, it's true what you say, Alessandro, new season, a lot of uh, new topics. Uh, we have received a lot of messages from our listeners in the last season. So we are preparing a very interesting and challenging program for the new one. So with Lorena Lorena we have a, we have made a you know a, 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 an episode just for you because you uh, have such a great uh, uh, curriculum uh, being uh, probably the first woman correct me if I'm wrong to be head of performance for an NBA team uh, working in a couple of uh, NBA organizations uh, now a new challenge for you, you know, being in charge of the Spanish Basketball Federation, one of the most successful federation, basketball federation in the world. So uh, starting this uh, season with, uh, with, uh, with uh, Lorena is an honor. And uh, this is why I'm very, you know, grateful uh, to having you with us uh, uh, f- for this episode. And, uh, you know, when you're ready, I'm going to start with the first question because I have a list of questions just for
0: you.
2: Well, thank you so much, both of us, for having me here. Kuzo, so we know each other for since many years ago. We have a chapter together in in a book that it's I see from so behind you. You, <laughs> you
1: can make a little an advertisement yes. about this book. We brought a chapter together. It was an amazing experience, and uh, you know.
2: Yes, yeah, it is. Uh, So thank you for having me. The pleasure is mine. Uh, You know that I don't do these things often, but it's because it's you. And (laughs) it's my pleasure to be here and have an informal chat with with you guys.
1: No, thank you. Thank you. And uh, let's start, you know, because uh, we have many things in common. And uh, one of them are we did work uh, for high level professional organizations in Europe at the same time uh, in uh, in, uh, in the States, in NBA. So now we see also in Europe that many professional teams, sport teams are starting to build a performance department. So my first question is, you know, in your experience, uh, why nowadays many teams, federations are covering the need to organize a performance department? And if it's possible, from your words, what is it? A- for uh, the, uh, the performance department for our listeners, because we have so many students, you know, that probably don't know exactly what uh, the performance department is.
2: And it's normal that they don't know because lately I've been, asking, I've been asked so many times, "What do you do? What is your job? What is a performance director?" Like people that hasn't been in the United States in major leagues, they don't really understand what we do. Uh, here in Europe, I think the, the figure of the strength coach is very clear. The, the, you know, the role of the physiotherapist is very clear. And the general manager or director for the um, uh, specific sport, it's clear. But the role, as you're saying, the performance director or performance department, it's, it's, it's something new that is starting here in Europe. Um, in Europe, but in the Premier League, in British sports has been for a while, in Australia too, in, in the United States. Um, so that's what probably the students that you are referring or certain people that listeners really don't understand. Uh, in my opinion, the performance department is that department that takes, takes care of everything related with performance that is not the sport per se. So, for example, in a basketball team, it would be everything but what the coaches do on the core. So it goes from uh, strength and conditioning, sports science and technology, nutrition, mental performance, recovery, all those areas that affect the performance, but it's not technical or tactical on the core or on the field. Why a role like a performance director? Because what happens in certain organizations, sports, uh, franchises, is that sometimes the different areas of performance work in, w- performance works in silos. The strength coaches are doing a great job. Exactly. And the physiotherapy and the medical people are doing a great job, but they are in the, in the area of the medical area and the nutrition, the nutritionist might talk to the players, but might not talk to the strength coach. And what happens is when you have a, a player where let's talk, let's say team sports, because we are in a team of sports. Um, we have a player that needs to weigh in muscle mass. So the strength coach is going to have to do a programming or a program for yeah. mass, uh, Uh, increasing the muscle mass, but then you have to coordinate that with the nutrition and with the recovery and maybe certain aspects uh, that that players shouldn't do in the PT room to allow inflammation or to, you know, all those physiological processes. So somebody like a performance director is the director of the orchestra Mm -hmm. and also the voice that can translate uh, what is happening in those areas to the coach or the, or management or front office. Um, and I think having somebody that can understand and have knowledge of the different areas, a quite pretty deep knowledge of the different areas and have conversations with all those professionals, but at the same time, support those professionals, lead those professionals. um, I think is it's proving that in other countries it's a success.
1: But you use the word lead, You know what do you think? A performance, let's say, director should be a leader, so a recognized person with a huge experience, or more a facilitator? Because like you said, we are working with so many fields, you know, PTE, strength conditioning. We speak about some time analytics, you know, training load with the coaches as well. Or we speak yes. about the training consistency with the management. You know, when they got to you know, sign new players or deciding for uh, for uh, for signing again a new contract, so once again you know a leader is someone that is bringing experience. So you gotta build experience from uh, from all the uh, the years before. A facilitator is something that is working uh, behind the stage, uh, you know, trying to adjust. So small details is like a little nudge policy. I say, you know, not pushing heavily but try to help people. Which is your approach? Uh, Which is the one that you think is more successful, your experience?
2: Uh, I've been studying a lot about leadership lately, the last couple of years, because of my last uh, job in the MBA. And again, in my opinion, every person of the staff can be a leader. It doesn't matter the role in the organization chart. It can be the intern or the assistant strength coach or the chef cooking you know behind the table like everybody can be a leader because leadership means that you have charisma and people listens to you and follows you and trust you um so everybody can be a leader of course Mm -hmm. a performance director in my opinion has to have needs to have leadership skills now i i I totally agree with you that somebody, the higher you go in the leadership um, positions or the higher you go in the organization chart, the more you are there to support people. And being a facilitator, what do you need? How can I help you to, for you to do your job better? Because at the end of the day, your success is going to be our success. So I agree with you both. I would say both. You need leadership skills at any level, especially when you deal with high-performance, elite, professional athletes. Um, but the more you go up in the chain, um, the more you have to be there to make the others bright.
1: So you, you like the approach of making people better, but if you got to take a decision, that's to be, let's say, a straight decision, you're going to take it. I mean... Uh, uh this is uh, the approach i i like for example in my in my personal experience to speak about evolution not revolution when i'm jumping inside the new organization but uh, can happen that once in a while you gotta take a strong decision you know something has to be done in that way so it's not just a question of being uh, let's say um, Available, being, uh, understand the, the psychology of other people. Uh, it's a question of knowing which is the process, so respecting the process, you, you're gonna use both, uh, uh, let's say, hands. I don't know if you agree with that.
2: Well, I understand what you're saying, so because the role of a director has also responsibilities, it's not only being there to cheer people, uh, mm-hmm. it also comes with responsibilities, and one of those or some of the responsibilities is making decisions. Mm-hmm. However, I think that you have, if you have a good process in place and you work with people for people and people worse for you that in a good atmosphere, which is key, mm-hmm. uh, if one day you have to make a decision, probably that decision hasn't been made coming from nothing. yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's because you have information, you have been talking to your people, you have information from a new player or, a, or something that is happening, you have told to the coach. So in the decision-making process, uh, usually we don't make decisions coming from nothing, right, the, quite the opposite. When, when we made a recommendation it's because we, or at least the way I like to do it, is because I have arguments Information, both coming from objective data, subjective data, talking to my people. Um, I want to make that clear because it's yeah. not that we we're gonna forget our people' voice. It's just that sometimes a quick decision has to be made. Uh, this player can't like it's five minutes until the game. Okay, this player can't play, but it's not because we don't want him or her to play. It's because. We know the injury history and what has been doing, and the feelings, and we have talked to the player, right? Oh, at
1: least you're, you're gonna take, you know, just to decide something different, yeah, exactly. So I, I like a recommendation because a uh, head of performance usually is the person that try to support solutions with evidence, uh, with a history, like you say, with experience as well. But it's a recommendation because at the end of the day, you know, there are people in charge of any specific specific fields. And they are on the front line. So I like the idea that we are behind the stage, so we can control the stage, but we are not in the front lines. People in the front line got to take responsibilities, not like being like puppets that are just acting in the way someone else is deciding, you know. So great, uh, great answer. And um, let's move forward because many of our, uh, let's say, listeners are always asking when we got, uh, you know, foreign uh, speakers, you know, about, Differences between Europe and states. So, which are you know the main differences on working in two, you know, in two different uh, countries or continents, and uh, which kind of uh, uh, you know, quality or difficulties you find in any of, of uh, different uh, organizations?
2: Okay, uh, the good like good things or strengths that I think I've seen overseas. Uh, have been support. Support meaning more stuff, more resources, more technology, more quality time with the players, more if I want to do a course or educate myself in something, support for doing that. Do you want to go to a conference? I'm going to help you. What do you need? Who do you need to talk to? I want to talk to the best in your hamstring injury expert in the world. We're going to help you doing that. So the support in general. Uh, and that makes a huge, huge difference when you are in a good organization and you have resources, human and economical resources. Um, the, the On the other side, challenges that I personally have or experienced myself um, is a different culture. So you have to you have to adapt to the new culture it's it, for it's maybe you see okay we we'll do this this way or if we do this this way we're going to improve so much um but you have to go with you know step by step because you have to understand the culture you and i we can know a lot about basketball but when you go there is a different basketball is a yeah. different you know camaraderie in the locker room they use different jokes so you have to to observe and then adapt and that takes time also being a woman has not always been easy having accent like my english <laughs> still has Spanish accent. <laughs> so, um,
1: one, they say they look like the godfather you know like <laughs> you
2: have italian accent so exactly. um yeah the adaptation pro- process uh takes time
1: yeah. but you mentioned uh, uh let's say that uh, for sure in, in a, a high level organization uh, they have a lot of possibilities uh, but i don't like for example i don't, I don't know if you agree the idea that having a performance department is just with the for an organization with a huge budget you know because uh, um uh, sometimes, you know, speaking about students, for example, they think that, uh, okay, nice, uh, I would like you know, in the future to be part of the performance department, now I'm working in the minors leagues, so it's not uh, my deal yet, you know. In my opinion, this uh, uh, crossing approach between different uh, units inside the team can be started right now, also in a small organization. It doesn't need a lot of money. It doesn't need a lot of people. I don't know if you are agree with this, uh, with this assumption. Yeah.
2: Um, well, I agree uh, in a certain way. When you have resources, the the work that or the job that you or somebody like you or myself we can do uh, has more impact. Uh, I think because you have more data, you can have better quality information and then help to make better decisions with players more, more, more expensive than like Mm -hmm. way more expensive than minor leagues. Now, what I agree with is uh, if you don't have all this technology and all these platforms and all these people, you still can do a high quality work because what happens sometimes when you go to big teams, big organizations is that sometimes, or many times, they don't do the basics well. So, uh, if you don't have all the resources in the world, you still can teach how to do a proper squat, how to uh, run in a, like, running technique, uh, how to recover with the basics. So, I agree that you can start taking care of performance with a small budget, 100%. Now, uh, I... I want to use these platforms when I talk to Mm -hmm. encourage coaches and teams to really think about what is worth it to invest in investing in qualified people and investing in certain technology definitely can help the team to have less injuries, or if they have injuries, have the players coming back quicker, uh, taking care of the players and the team. So Um, I agree with you, but I also want to keep educating people that how to invest.
1: No, for sure. But, uh, you know, if you have a a quality of professionals, they are not able or they have not uh, a mindset, for example, to track or monitor what they are doing, it's difficult, you know, to propose some technology. Or many organizations it's easy for them to invest money in technology because they just uh, sign a check and that's it. But if you don't have the proper people, technology, don't change the organization. Once again, it's a process. So this is what the message that I like to, to send to my students is let's start with basics in your organization. Like you say, simple things. You can work in a weights room. You can create the best workout in the world. But if you're not even able to create a process, it's just a workout of the day. It's a physical activity. It's not training because there is not a process, you know. So if you have this kind of mentality, this is what happened to myself. You know, when I did start many years ago, we haven't so much technology, you know, to use with our players. But my mindset was to track uh, once in a while to test, uh, try to see improvement, or try to see as ma- try to arrange as many information as possible. When technology became friendly and easy to use, you know, let's say I was mentally ready, you know, and it was easy for me to use the new uh, tool in the market. You know, Uh, this is something, you know, it's a step-by-step process, in my my opinion. And This kind of a message, I think, is very important for the new uh, generation of coaches. Yes, I agree. Okay, the second part that's a personal question you mentioned he was a woman in a male sport so uh, I mean you you have a, an amazing career. so it's just about your let's say professional competencies or uh, uh, your your personality, your vision. So what made the difference because there are not so many women in a male sports having a mm-hmm. position in life sport.
2: I don't know. I know what <laughs> drives me. <laughs> I don't know about other women, mm-hmm. uh, but I I know I'm very very passionate about mm-hmm. sport and high performance sport. So that has been something that my whole career um, drives me. Uh, challenges. Well, it's not easy when you're a a female surrounded by men and or you know in a culture where very uh, male dominant Uh, also I think I don't know why other women doesn't keep pushing but it's hard you have to deal with a lot of challenges uh, that you usually don't talk about because you know you can get in trouble so but there are challenges there uh, and then it's not very um, adequate to have, um, how you say that, Co- uh, like the balance with family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to have a family and you want to have kids, you have to stop and then you want to be more at home. So that's incompatible for male and female. It's, it's hard to have like a personal life and being high performance. Um, so that, that, would be, uh, that would be my answer. I understand it's really really challenging for, for women. Uh, but in my case I I've, I've always been very, you know, driven by what I like. I'm but still you trying know what, so. <laughs> you know, what you, I believe, you know better and
1: I believe that when a woman is able to succeed in a male uh, world she got something special. And this is why, you know, I was always looking for uh, when I was working for the Italian Federation, for example, having uh, inside the, the, the working group of coaches or high level professional, a different approach. And uh, if you are professional, if you are able to, let's say, share and bring your level, you know, to, to, to the inside the main table, you know, people cannot avoid to listen, you know. And I've never seen a professional uh, from uh, from uh, from gender, but just because, uh, you know, he has culture, he has experience to, to, to bring on the table. This is my approach, you know, and and, and many organizations now, and once again, the MBA is, uh, uh, is teaching this kind of approach, is hiring, you know, doesn't matter which is, uh, you know, if you're male or female, good people in different positions that before was... Almost impossible to see, and it's still in Europe impossible to see. So you was a, a front runner in the States, and now you are a front runner in Europe as well.
2: Well, if somebody, <laughs> it has been challenging. Uh, actually, now is the beginning of the season of ACB and EuroLeague, and because I'm here, I'm you know, and I know more players, and I'm back. I'm tracking, like you know, in social media and results and. It, it has been interesting because people is posting the team picture
1: mm-hmm. and
2: has been challenging to find <laughs> top level teams with females in those pictures.
1: No, it's true. Okay, last question because uh, I know that uh, it's, uh, it's late and uh, you're always busy, and uh, we need uh, also rest to recharge the batteries for tomorrow. So, la- my last question is very simple it, it's, it's a question that I used to make uh, to. Many um, guest speakers. If you have any secrets, you know. If you have any secret to share, professionally speaking, you know something that you consider important. So once again, we have a lot of students, a lot of young coaches, a lot of professionals. You know, from many countries, not only you know young professionals. But uh, if there is something that you are focused in this specific period that is challenging for you, it can be shared with our list
2: yes uh usually because it's a really good question kutso i like to think about the answer but what is coming like like this to my mind is secret uh you have to work hard if you really want to get there and you have to be patient and you have to be resilient and you have to believe in yourself and even if you do all of that, you might not get there because life has an unfair part. Uh, But what you can control is what you study, what you read, who you listen to, uh, how much passion you put in in what you're doing, the networking, the colleagues that you surround yourself. Um, So those things for me are important because in my opinion, you can get to the top if you don't have people that helps you or you learn from. Uh, so that would be my kind of advice or secret.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lorena. It was very impressive what you said and um, I felt touched, to be honest, because uh, I believe truly <laughs> in any word you said. you know. So once again, to our listeners, follow Lorena, uh, she's very active uh, in the researches field, uh, in uh, in many activities, books. Uh, you know, she's one of the best in the business, and uh, now probably you have one more information or many more information to understand why Lorena is so successful in uh, this job. So thank you again for your time to be our guest for the new season.
2: Thank you so much for your super kind words. <laughs> <laughs> thank,
0: thank you, you, you Lorena. Thank you. Thank you also by my side. Uh, We let you you go, but we really appreciate our time together. So I think we can conclude this this podcast, Francesco, if you have some other words to to say, or we can say goodbye to our fans and to Lorena, of course.
1: It was the best start that we could imagine. So better than this, no words to (laughs) add.
2: Thank you so much, and really uh, good luck with the season, with the new season.
0: Good luck to everybody.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Good luck to everybody. Bye, thank you.
0: Bye, Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye.